All right, inmates, thank you again for joining me. This is the Padded Room Podcast, Outpatient Files. My name is still Darian, and joining me today is a gentleman who needs no introduction. You may not recognize his name, but you'll definitely recognize his body of work. Director of 30 Days of Night, Black Mirror Bandersnatch, and partial director of the upcoming release, Nightmare Cinema. I give you David Slade. Mr. Slade, how are you this afternoon? Thank you. I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for joining me. May I call you David? You can, yes. That's what my mother calls me. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I, have a, I have a slight confession to make to, to you, David. I went into Nightmare Cinema last night, not knowing what I was getting into, but knowing that you had directed one of the vignettes. So I thought to myself, let me just watch the movie and let me see if I can pick out which vignette it was that was directed by David Slade. <laughs> I have to tell you, I nailed it right, right off the bat, sir. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It was the, it was, yeah, let me guess. You thought it was the... You thought it was the uh, no, it was black and white one. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, of course. It was... Uh, it, 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 I have to tell you, it was very unsettling and quite easily the best out of the anthology. But um, it, it, oh, thank you. it struck me as a look at mental illness from the inside out. Is that what you had in mind? With, yeah, uh... perhaps. I think so. Oh, perfect. I, I think perhaps, you know, it's one of those things where I, I don't like to sit down and, 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 and really dissect it. I think one of the great things about cinema as an art form, and there are very few that do it, is it, it, it is... Uh, you know, you can access certain truths that may be uncomfortable in other uh, in other ways. To me, the most you know, when cinema is at its most perfect, it's, it is somewhat like dreaming. You know, you you kind of sit in a darkened room and images go by, and you two images hit together and, and telepathically communicate to the audience an idea. Uh, that is a third idea that isn't those two, but the, 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 the impact of those two ideas, time cuts, all of those things. I think make you. You know, it's one of the reasons that cinema, I think, you, you don't ever have to be trained to watch it. You recognize the dreaming process within it. And so, so yeah, I think there's a truth to that. And I, uh, and this is one of those films where I was able to really, really lean into that. Absolutely. I think you succeeded quite, quite well, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. Especially, uh, especially in the in the vignette format, and being limited with the amount of time that you have, did you find that a little more difficult yeah. getting this this story through in the in the limited amount of time? No, not really. It's um, I, I I can kind of expound you know, expand upon um, I can expand upon you know how this came about. I, I it's based on a short story written by Lawrence C. Connolly. I read that short story in 1999 in an anthology book series called Borderlands. I was living in London at the time, mm-hmm. and I loved it. And I wanted to, um, I, I, I didn't really fully understand what I'd read, but I, it, it emotionally spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And I understood bits of it, and I understood the whole and so I actually managed to get hold of the rights, and, and I worked with a friend of mine called Charlie Cantor, mm-hmm. who is a good friend and a filmmaker, and is a writer, director, and writer. And we uh, adapted that short story, and Charlie wrote a feature-length version of that short story, expanding that universe out. Um, but then in 2002, my friend uh, was struck down with cancer, oh, no. and uh, he passed away, um, sadly. And so... This project suddenly took on a whole other sense of weight, and you know, the the, the feature-length screenplay, which was 
too difficult to kind of access for me. So I kind of put it away and um, got on with my life. And then, but it would just keep surfacing. This story and this idea would keep surfacing. And, and eventually, when Nick Garris contacted me and said to now, if I gave you complete freedom and you have just a short 20 minute, you know, vignette and roughly in this universe of damned souls, do you have something? And this just immediately leapt up at me. So I, I, I contacted Larry Conley, who stayed in touch with, and came to my wedding party, and who's, you know, someone who's a friend. And I said, Larry, why don't we, you know, I, I don't know whether we can, what's going to happen with this feature length film, but why don't we just look at your original short story and do a stripped down version of it? I think, mm-hmm. I think it'd be really powerful. Uh, I got an idea of somebody who could play Helen, and I got an idea of we could do it. And he, 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 he said, sure, let's do it. So I sat down and this screenplay poured out of me. It was really easy. I just sat down one day and wrote the thing. But it was real short. Uh, and so I sent it to Larry and he, and Larry um, added a scene for me and then helped me reformat and just you know, get it working. And so we sent it to Nick and he said, this is great, let's do it. And then I contacted Elizabeth Reeser, who was the person I you know, was thinking. Mm-hmm. And she said yes. And then, and then the world conspired for about a year to not make the film, and I was busy doing all kinds of things. And and I think also part of it was that my human kind of emotional weight of the story was like I was just making these excuses in my subconscious to not make it. Like, Can we push this route a bit more? <laughs> oh, I'm not quite ready. Uh, and then eventually we, we shot it over three days in the summer, uh, 2017, uh, in, in locations in downtown L.A. Wow. And... Um, and then, yeah, we, you know, we wrapped we, we, three days of shooting and then we wrapped. And I remember, you know, Elizabeth Reister and I just sitting there on the floor at the end of, you know, the last day shooting going like, oh, fuck, man, this is, for three days, this has fucking killed us. God knows how you do 30 days of this sort of story, you know, or however long it would take to shoot a feature length version. It's just so, it was, it was kind of very traumatic and but very fulfilling as well to do. I could see that. I could see that. I could see the uh, just the atmosphere on set being very heavy, just dealing with the source material and the the performances of the actors and everything else. Um, I did want to yeah, ask no, you. I think I think they were. Oh well, that's good. Sorry. I did. I did want to ask you about your choice for black and white, though. Did was that something you always had in mind for this? Yeah, um, not necessarily black and white, but definitely a very stylized sense of color was something that, you know, was always there, even when we were thinking about a feature-length version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense that I wanted you to feel like you were inside this woman's head, not out in the street, someone you knew. That there was a certain sense of, uh, of of truth and realism through the mental state of the character rather than directly. Uh, and so, you know, I, at one point I thought I was going to do a kind of mm, something really interesting with the color and change the color over time. And, and then it just kind of, as we, you know, one of the things is maybe, you know, as, as her delusions or her realism, reality, depending on how you interpret the thing, kind of come about, you know, intensifying the color. But as we were going through the process of making the story more and more stripped down, it just seemed to make more sense to go the opposite way and take out all the color. Mm-hmm. And so, and then I went and I shot uh, the Black Mirror anthology sequence for Metalhead. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and, and I, I used a very specific camera that I really liked. And I said, well, we should, this is probably what we should do for Egress. Easily uh, my favorite. And then, so we, yeah. And then we, um, 
yeah, and then, you know, we, I think I was, I think the timing was that I had wrapped shooting on the metalhead, Black Mirror metalhead, but I hadn't finished the visual effects when I shot, um, I shot uh, This Way to Egress. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually collaborated with um, Yo Willems, the DOP, who shot Hot Candy with me and 40 Days of Night with me. And, uh, but he didn't shoot Black Mirror Metalhead. And I said, look, hang on, I'm really interested in this camera. We, we just shot with it. He hadn't shot that before, so we did some testing. And, and it just seemed to be the, it just turned out to be the right choice. I agree. Very unsettling. And I think that kind of, uh, just as as the aesthetic of the the short kind of degenerates and you start to, gather what's going on with this young lady. Mm-hmm. I think that, that kind of really hammers it home. Um, you, we, we talked you. about Elizabeth Reeser. What was, your, what was the, uh, the thought mm, process yeah. in casting her? Uh, it's funny. I worked with her. Um, I'm a huge Elizabeth Reeser fan. Uh, I think she's one of the best character actors out there, and I'm going to call her a character actor. Hmm. Just because um, she is. She's, you'll see her in all kinds of things, always playing really weighty, meaty characters. Uh, and I'd work with her, actually, um, meaning you couldn't be further from this, on, on the Twilight movie. Twilight movie, right. And I just remember saying, uh, yeah, and I remember saying to her, you know, God, and, it was, and that was a crazy experience, as you'd expect. <laughs> I was like, you're like, and when we were doing that insane movie, you really wasn't that seemed completely together. And so... If it comes down to playing somebody completely losing their mind, I would choose you because <laughs> you've got it together. And um, and she agreed. And I was—I didn't really think of anyone else. Once we were doing the short film, I just did not think of anyone else. The first person I thought of was Elizabeth. And Elizabeth Actually, no, I'm not sure, but entirely. But it just made sense to go up with her, and all of the schedules worked out. And that just was a very easy. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah, especially given her recent mm-hmm. work in uh, The Haunting of Hill House, where she plays a very similar character. Which happened later, yeah. Yeah, it happened later, that, that film. Right. Um, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was great that she came out on that. Um, Elizabeth Weasel will dominate cinema one day. I agree. I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Very cool. How was, your, uh, how was the, exp- the experience of directing uh, Bandersnatch and the differences that, were, that you had to apply to make that style of a film? Oh, good God. Um, that's a long, <laughs> that's a long answer. But, um, I mean, it was one of the hardest things I've done formally, but it was fascinating to do. And, and I was involved, you know, uh, I loved, I loved doing Metalhead with Charlie Brooker. And I mean, they seemed, there seemed to be a somewhat mutual feeling because they called me, right. you know, well before uh, we started on Bandersnatch and asked me if I'd be interested in doing it. And so there was no finished script when, you know, so they, he kind of, Charlie Brooker, contacted me to say, you know, it helped me, you know, can you just, just come on early and start getting thoughts to help me with the language? You know, I don't have, you know, I don't know how to make the cinematic aspect of this. I, I have right. an idea. And my first response was, good God, no, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't want to do interactive thing. It's just, who wants to interact with television? No, it's a terrible idea. I don't want to have anything to do with that. No, 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 that'll be, that'll be horrible. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Right. What's the idea? Okay, I have to do it. <laughs> um, and that was that. Um, yeah, because it was one of those things where, until he said, "Oh yeah, no, it's about Tucker Soft, the software company that, and it's about this video game, and it's about this huge adventure novel," I was like, "Oh shit, that's so amazing." <laughs> um, it was hard, you know. It was uh, one of the things I'll say about it is that, you know, you end up doing, you have to shoot a lot of material, so you have to be very, very organized. You have to be, and and it's the process is quite disorientating, even for somebody really experienced in. 
1919. I can imagine, yeah. You know, uh, narrative. Um, and you end up with a lot of, you know, one of the things that happens when people shoot, you they talk about pages per day, and you, so, uh, you know, on an average movie, you know, on an average blockbuster, God, I don't know how many pages they shoot per day, maybe a quarter of a page sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, on television, like you, you might shoot three, four pages a day. And on this thing, it was seven pages a day, you know, mostly. Wow. So it just just the sheer weight of material was a, was was a thing that you just needed to have your wits about you to get through. And plus, you know, alternate timelines, right. alternate characters, you know, characters that exist in one timeline that don't in another. Right. We're doing the same scene again, only now. Yeah. <laughs> you have this itch in the back of your head, <laughs> and you want to scratch it, but it's and it's actually an entire version of the same thing, but you can't quite access it. You just feel it's that. You know, it's it was tough. I could imagine, but um, it was really fun. That sounds like it would be. Well, you certainly broke new ground there, sir, and I think you did it very well. Mm, thank you. Thank you very much. I did my best. I know um, that. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just saying thank you. Oh, um, I was just going to ask. I know that there's another uh, ep- another season of Black Mirror on the horizon. Any plans or anything you can discuss about that? Um, so that's the three episodes um, that were part of... You know, when we started Bandersnatch, those were also being planned. So I do not have a hand in any of those. Uh, oh. But I'm excited to, read them, to, to watch them. Um, yeah. No, I'm excited to watch them. Uh, I know they've only just finished, and I'm really good friends with the producers, and uh, I think they're quite happy with them. Um, but I am essentially just an audience member on those, and I'm going to be enjoying them along with everyone else. Very cool. I have one last question for you, sir, and I'm I'm going to have to tap, tap dance around this a little bit because I don't want to give away too much about Nightmare Cinema. But I do have to have to okay. admit that I did see a startling similarity between the creature effects in Nightmare Cinema and one of your previous films. You probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Was that intended, or is that? Oh, just, do I? Uh, well, oh, uh, oh uh, maybe. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, maybe. I don't. It was one of those things. You know, when it, with this way to egress, because I've been carrying that story around with me since 1999 or whenever. I, my, brain is, my mind has filled in all the gaps, and I kind of had a very clear picture of it. And I also had, you know, and also that parts of that picture, maybe maybe less formed, would, would have been there for a long time. So mm-hmm. uh, it's absolutely highly likely that imagery may leak out, you know, mm-hmm. um, like someone's weak bladder, you know, along the way to, to any other movie. Sure, I, I don't... <laughs> it's not entirely conscious, but it's I'm, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure you're probably right. Uh, just, just, just a, a small observation I made. All right, sir. Well, I know you're a bit pressed for time, so thank you again very much for joining me, and uh, congratulations on a very well-made short. And uh, we can we can see Nightmare Cinema in theaters June 21st, inmate. So make sure to go check that out. You're gonna love David's David's vignette. It's really something. It's really disturbing and guttural. I think it's gonna stick with you the way it's sticking with me. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, David. Thank you, Darren. Bye.